AmendmentRadio.com. Welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk about the Kingdom of God. The Kingdom of God is at hand, and that's what we're supposed to be preaching, is that the Kingdom of God is at hand, and that's not what ministers are preaching. They're preaching that's coming in 2,000 years. It's coming way later. Jesus told them to go back to Jerusalem and wait. They only waited 10 days. And at Pentecost, they came out and began to preach the kingdom, saying, there is another king, one Jesus. They were a government, according to uh, Gibbon's uh, decline to follow the Roman Empire. The church was a viable republic in the heart of the Roman Empire. We had letters in 150 A.D. from Justin to Antonius Pius, who happened to be the emperor, explaining how their government worked. Already long before that, Hadrian and Trajan said, leave the Christians alone. Why were they leaving the Christians alone? Because they were another form of government. That's the way the church is defined, even in Black's Law Dictionary today, another form of government. What's the form of government you're a part of? Are you a part of the government that looks like the government of the Pharisees? Do you operate in Corbin? which makes the word of God to none effect? Or do you operate in a Corbin that blesses one another through faith, hope, and charity and the perfect law of liberty? What is Corbin? Corbin was a social welfare system of the day. The Romans had it. The Greeks had it. Uh, the Jews had it. And the Jews, Corbin, at the time of the Pharisees, was something you signed up for at baptism. Yeah, at baptism... And at that baptism, they registered your new Hebrew name, and you got a new, a new Hebrew stone with a, uh, that name carved on it to identify you when you went to the synagogue or to the temple to obtain benefits, social benefits provided by your neighbor, by his contributions. That's the way you take care of your widows, orphans, and needy of your society, through Corbin, through your personal sacrifice. Money is put into the hands of the ministers of your government. That used to be free will offerings in the Old Testament, but under Herod, it became an obligation, a legal obligation, because you signed up for a system of Social Security whereby men had the power to take from your neighbor at the point of a sword even, at the point of a spear, and today at the point of a gun. And that system of court makes the word of God to none effect. That's where you're at today. You are back in the bondage of Herod and the Pharisees, back in the bondage of Egypt and Pharaoh. That's what he was doing. The Pharaoh said, I'll take care of your social welfare needs. I'll provide for you in the time of famine and hard times. I will do that. You just have to pay me 20% of everything you earn in a given year. 20% of your labor belongs to the government. And they will, with that labor and the value of that labor, build up a central treasury whereby they can take care of the needy of your society and it will be that charity will be controlled not by you but by the governments you have selected for yourself and you do this by covenant you do this by contract everybody says well I got my social security number when I was 
12. My dad got it for me when I was born. When you were 18, you were still using it. When you were 19, you were still using it. You got public education when you were a kid. Your father sold you into bondage the same as the fathers of Israel sold their sons into bondage. And 400 years later, they were still in bondage. And you can consolidate and, and consummate that bondage with debt. If they have gone into debt providing you with social welfare, including public schools, you are bound by that debt or you are a thief. It is that simple. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be free, but you have to be free in righteousness. Remember, Christ said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is no different than what Moses said. They had to pay their tally of bricks, but they began to glean in the field at night for their straw. God wants you to be free, but he doesn't want you to be slothful. Slothful in what? Caring for yourselves, caring for your family, caring for the needy of your society. You don't have a society. You only got a congregation. You have not been thinking kingdom. You need to be thinking kingdom. It's not about your little comfortable congregation, your little group of cronies, your little group, your clique of religious fanatics that are going to say, we've got the interpretation of the Bible right. And everybody else has got it wrong. And we've got our little comfortable congregation. And we, we are saved. Bunk. You're not thinking kingdom. You got to start thinking kingdom. So I sent out a little Dear Network letter yesterday. I sent it out on the Kingdom News list. What is the best place to seek the liberty under God? Well, of course, seeking the kingdom of God. The right to be ruled by God. That's liberty under God. That's what the gospel was all about. And there are all kinds of guys out there saying, Hey, you want to be free? Just join our little club. Just join our little uh, deal. Buy our little packet. And we'll set you up and we'll make you free. I talked about this in Minnesota and several other states on the tour. These guys, charlatans. These snakes whispering in your ear what you want to hear. All you have to do is fill out this form. All you have to do is file these papers. It's snakes in the garden still. That is a bunch of bunk. The right to self-determination. Yeah, that sounds real great. Right to self-determination. You have the right to walk the plank. You have a right to walk right off the side of the pirate ship that has got you. Or you can agree to abide by the terms of the pirate ship and swag. That's your choice. They got you on board. Now, we talk about this in the book, Thy Kingdom Comes. We talk about how this all works in the book, Thy Kingdom Comes, in great detail. I think we even mention it in the book, Thy Kingdom... Uh, I'm actually saying Thy Kingdom Come. I know we talk about it in great detail in the Covenants of the Gods. I was actually going to pull it up here and see if I could quote from it, but it uh, distracts me from the message of I fiddling around looking in the computer for uh, places where I can quote. But basically, if you are captured by pirates and they make you make an agreement or make you walk the plank, you can't be held by that agreement. But you know what they're going to want you to do? They're going to want you to kill somebody. They're going to want you to help them attack the next ship. And, you know, that's that's not the way it works. They get you to do that, then you're one of them. See, this is the way the government works, is they offer you free benefits, even though you know full well that those are not coming from benefactors. The government is not a benefactor. It calls itself a benefactor, but it's only giving you what it takes away from your neighbor. And it has a right to take it away from your neighbor because your neighbor signed up too. So it's not stealing. It's simply coveting. 
and you, they're just doing what you asked them to do. You said, I want the benefit. I want free education. I want health care. I want Social Security. Now, I know some of you are thinking, I don't want all those things. But what almost every one of you took those things. Your parents sold you into bondage. Just like Israel sold themselves and their sons and their sons' sons into bondage. If you were in Egypt today, you'd only have to pay 20% income tax because that's the deal that Joseph made. Make a million dollars, 20%. Make two million dollars, 20%. Make a hundred million dollars, 20%. Ceiling limit. In the United States, Australia, Canada, they don't have that ceiling limit because Joseph didn't make the deal for them. So, you're in bondage. Get used to it. Understand it. Understand, though, that Christ came to set you free. But you have to do what Christ said to do. It's really that simple. You've got to do what Christ said to do. And that's that's what it's all about. Is doing what Christ said to do. And and people haven't been doing it. You need to turn around. You need to go another way. Another way. That's what the early church was called, was it was called the way. The way to what? The way to liberty under God. Christ had the same exact plan that Moses had. Moses had the same exact plan, precept upon precept, that Abraham had. The problem is, you don't know what Abraham was doing, you don't know what Moses was doing, and so therefore you don't realize what Christ was doing. Christ was setting up a government that operated by faith, open charity, by the perfect law of liberty. That's going to take a certain kind of people. Not just people that say they accept Jesus, but people who actually do accept Jesus as he was. In order for you to do that, you have to know who he was. You say, oh, well, he was God. He was the highest son of David. He was Hosanna. He was Messiah. He was Messiah. He was Christos. He was the anointed. But what does that mean? What does that mean to you? How many people say they accept Jesus and they're still coveting their neighbor's goods through the agency of governments they have chosen for themselves? They're still forcing their neighbor to pay for their welfare at the point of a gun. They're making them sacrifice to the gods of this world, the rulers of this world, the ruling judges of this world, so that they can be secure, saved, socially saved. They're praying for their daily bread to men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority one over the other. They're doing what Jesus said not to do. What part of shall not be that way don't you understand? You, you don't have a right of self-determination if you intend to break the law. The law says thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Period. You got that? Write it down. Read it every day. The system of social security, social welfare, social salvation, the system by which daily bread is provided to your parents, your sick, your uh, orphans, your needy of your society, is based on coveting your neighbor's goods and forcing him to contribute to the welfare of your society 
at the point of a gun. That system makes the word of God to none effect. You haven't accepted Jesus if you're not doing what he said. Those who love me will keep my commandments. When they ask, what shall we do to obtain eternal life? You know the commandments keep them. But you're not keeping them. You haven't accepted Jesus. You've had an emotional experience. You had an idea in your head and you accepted that idea and that gave you a tremendous sense of euphoria. And the devil will allow you to see miracles. And you will even see miracles where there aren't miracles. That's why these guys are being taken by these charlatans to say, oh, I got a land patent packet. You fill this out and you can take your land back to the land patent that originally got it and you can just nullify everything that's happened between and now. What? Where do you get that stuff? How do you nullify every event that's taken? The judge looks at the history of the property that you're on and he will take judicial cognizance of it and he will take it away from you if you're not paying taxes. The guy I saw selling a $100,000 plus land packet, patent uh, procedures to get your land patent back. He wasn't paying taxes on that property for 10 years and they didn't take it away from him. That's because his mother was coming in and paying the taxes every year for him. That's right, his mother. He didn't pay him. His mother paid him. Because she didn't want to see him lose the property. Because she knew he was an idiot. Everybody else didn't know he was an idiot because he said what they wanted to hear. And they paid him thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. Another guy going out. Sovereigns without subjects. I haven't paid taxes on this land in 10 years. His dad pays it. We we called the county. We found the property. We got the tax ID number. We found out from the clerk she knows his dad comes in and pays the taxes, says it's paid every... We took the information to him. And did he say, oh, you got the wrong piece of property? No. Did he say, oh, no, you've misunderstood? No. Oh, no, they, they falsified this? No. He said, who made you the policeman? Well, I can tell you who made me the policeman. Jesus Christ made me the policeman. Because Jesus Christ said you should be tending to the weightier matters. The weightier matters. Yeah, what are they? Your preacher tells you, right? He tells you every Sunday, every Sabbath, what is the weightier matters. Law. Judgment, mercy, faith. Why do you need to know law? Because you're the police in the kingdom of God. That's right, you're the police. Why? Because you're supposed to be tending to the law and judgment and mercy. That's what you are. You're the police. If you see somebody lying, breaking the law, committing fraud, deceiving people, you need to do something about it. You see somebody being raped in the streets, you're supposed to do something about it. But this society doesn't. It shuts its shades. It shuts its doors. It turns a blind eye to crimes every day because they're not the government. They don't know Christ. There's no hue and cry in them. They aren't interested in law, judgment, mercy, or faith. They're interested in delusion. They think they're saved. They're lost. They're going to be told, Get ye from me, ye workers of iniquity. They don't know the way. They don't know Christ. They haven't accepted Christ. They are lost souls. They are hypocrites. They are the ones that Jesus was casting out of the temple. And they think they're Christians. Just like the Pharisees thought they were sons of God. Children of God, they thought they were. To Adam, 
They didn't know Adam, they didn't know Abraham, they didn't know Moses, and they didn't know Christ. And most Christians today wouldn't know Christ if he came up and kissed them on the cheek. The guys that write the self-determination are giving you the and talking about your right to walk the plank because they're not preaching the kingdom or the gospel of the kingdom. And they're not preaching the righteousness of God. Okay, family guardian. I know Chris. His website is not a great source of information. It has all kinds of stuff on it that I wrote, other men wrote. But it also has information on it that is blatantly false. It is also written in the spirit of walk the plank. Moses did not take people to the edge of the desert and say, run for it, you're free. He brought the people together and bound them by faith, hope, and charity, by love for one another, by love of righteousness, by the nature of those who were willing to tend to the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith who are willing to take care of the needy of their society by faith, hope, and charity. They had to do this during hard times, during which eventually became uh, plagues, fire and brimstone from the heavens. You're going to get the same opportunity to learn what they learned in Egypt, and you're going to get it real soon. You need to start coming together. You need to start hearing the word of Moses and understand the plan of Abraham and the message of Christ. And in order to do that, you're going to need to join the Living Network. Now, if you can find another one that is preaching the gospel of the kingdom, join that. I don't care. Go where God is sending you. But get up and go. Join the Living Network at HisHolyChurch.org. Go up there to the little guy with a net. Click on that. Find a group that covers the area in which you live and join that group. Find out who's a personal contact minister who will connect you with others. You cannot find out everything by being on that group. That group is just giving you an opportunity to plug into real people in your area. We are not going to remain dependent upon an Internet that is not going to be around in the future when we need each other the most. We are going to plug into real people, and those that are willing to take those steps might make it to the kingdom. Those who are not willing to do that, that are interested in their theologies and eschatologies more than they are interested in their neighbor, more than they are interested in what is right, and righteous well they're just going to remain lost oh they'll be on the email group they'll see a little bit but they will not be plugged in to real people seeking the kingdom of God they got their congregation they don't need the kingdom now one of the complaints is people say I don't hold the Bible in high enough esteem I quote from it on every single page of every single book that I have almost. Why don't I hold it in high esteem? I even defend Paul that most people don't understand. What I hold in high esteem is the Holy Spirit. And anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit cannot be saved. You can blaspheme against the Bible and still be saved, but you cannot blaspheme against the Holy Spirit because that's the foundation upon which Christ shall build his church. Not by flesh and blood shall it be revealed. Not by books and papers and translations, but by the Holy Spirit in your heart. Join us in the next half hour. We'll tell you more about finding liberty under God.
pledge allegiance to the King of kings and to his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. One holy nation and our heavenly Father, grace, mercy, justice for all. Gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our nation faces challenges on many fronts, and a day doesn't pass without another economist bringing forth warnings of impending economic calamity. There has never been a better time than right now to acquire physical gold and silver. Discount Gold and Silver Trading was founded on the principles of truth and honesty. We believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold self-directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. If you read the history books, the most often asked questions of Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Past Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free? Or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. Hi, Nicholas here. I used to lug those big jugs to the market to fill with water from those coin-operated filter machines. 25 cents a gallon or 5 gallons for a buck. I used to. Then I got the big Berkey. Now I save my back and hundreds of dollars too. I was paying $600 for the same 3,000 gallons of water that a pair of black Berkey filters will provide for my own tap for only $99. This means that your Berkey water system will entirely pay for itself with only 1,500 gallons of use. And then you will still have 1,500 gallons left before you need to replace the filters. Do the math. Stop throwing your money away on bottled water and filter dispensers that may or may not be delivering as promised. For a limited time, First Amendment Radio is offering 10% off on the most popular Berkey water systems. Visit the shopping page at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call us at 559-781-3773 for more information. Leave your name and address and we'll send you this special offer. Do it now. First Amendment Radio is an authorized distributor of Berkey products. Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, I'm Brother Gregory, and we're still talking about the Kingdom of God. We're talking about all the people that are offering all these solutions that simply aren't true. Uh, in the Dear Network message that was just sent out on the Kingdom News List, everybody should be a part of the Kingdom News List. We're cleaning out the list, people with emails that no longer work, people who have quotas that have been filled on their emails because they don't attend it. We're just going to delete those, and they're just going to have to start over again. That We're not going to have all these bounces. Uh, now there are thousands of people who can get an opportunity to read uh, that news. We're going to be writing more on newswithviews.com. Uh, but it's up to you to connect with us. It's up to you to connect with the Living Network, which, again, is at org. The little guy with a net. Click it. Find a, a group in your area, join it, and get to know the people that as close as they are to you. You say, oh, well, they're 100 miles away, they're 50 miles away, there's 25 miles away. I can't meet with them every week. Okay, I got it. Try to find people in between. You think everybody listens to First Amendment radio? We have a relatively small audience. This is not George Norrie. Most of the people of the United States have never really heard the gospel of the kingdom. They heard bits and pieces. They like what they hear, but they have not heard the fullness of the gospel. 
they go to churches that have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Someone was complaining, well, I don't see the miracles in his holy church. That's because we're not a stage show. We have had miracles. We've had instant healings. But it's not a stage show. Christ, when he first started healing, he kept it a secret. And besides, we don't heal you. You're healed by faith. And and people don't realize that if you're walking in faith, you've, you're walking in a protection that you're not going to get anywhere else. God's testing you. He tells you the truth. He wants to see if you act upon it. If you do, he tells you more. It's just like the guy with the denarii or the talents. One talent, two talents, three talents. The guy who did nothing with it, buried it. He didn't get any more, and what he had it was taken away from him. I've seen this. People are getting this knowledge, and they treat it like it's a treasure, not by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven, who shall reveal it to you. Upon that revelation I shall build my church. Those of you who are beginning to see it and put the pieces of the puzzle together, realize that the only reason you see it is by the grace of God, not because you're clever. We have clever men who think they see it, and they see nothing. They won't stick with it. You need to see this gospel of the kingdom and realize that it's first spiritual and then it's temporal. But it is spiritual and temporal. Christ was creating a welfare system that operated by faith, hope, and charity. Because Paul knew this, he said, what should have been for your welfare has become a snare. We're a snare too, but we snare you with love and honor and patience for one another if you can't forgive neither will you be forgiven if you don't give freely neither will it be given to you freely and what you get from the governments of the world is not freely given it makes the word of God a non-effect anybody who studies history knows that Corbin was a social welfare system they have to actually study it, not go to a seminary. In the seminary, they just say, oh, Corbin, I, you know, with you stuff and at the altar, and they take care of your parents, and then you say, well, I've already given at the altar, and I don't have to take care of them. How many of you do that? Given at the altar, they're given at the social welfare system. That's what the temple was for. That's where they got the money to build the darn thing is that Herod was out sending people to baptize people into the kingdom of heaven. He didn't just do it for that temple. He also did it for the temple of Roma. I had a Roman goddess on there. You know, if you happen to be cut from a different cloth and you didn't care about uh, Yahweh and uh, Yadivai or whatever you want to call them, um, you could go to the temple of Roma because Herod built one of those too. Because everybody has different religious beliefs. But the system was the same. It was identical to your system of Social Security today. Wherever you are, Canada, Australia, Europe, Santo Domingo, if you got your Sashala, you're a member of their system. If you go get the baptism at your local church and still carrying the card, you haven't repented. Now, I'm not telling you to get rid of the card. I'm telling you to turn around and seek the kingdom. Start building an alternative system. Now, I just was in 30 different states, and there are people doing it already. But we need to organize it from the ground up. That means you have to organize yourself. You have to make your congregations of record, and you have to decide what congregations you want to be connected with. And what is the connection? love for one another if you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself and you come together in congregations so you can make sure that you do that because you can't sit in the pew and love your neighbor you have to actually go and see if he needs help so therefore you create a congregation of record where you know exactly who it is that you're supposed to keep an eye on and help and participate with 
That's a congregate. You've made a record. These are part of our system. And that's the way you operate. That is the buddy system times 10. Okay. Now, you love your neighbor as yourself within that congregation. You even love your enemy. You even love the stranger in your midst. But, what about the next congregation? Do you even care about that? Well, if you care about it, you have to create a connection somehow so you know what's going on in that congregation. So therefore, your minister gets together with nine other ministers like himself, and they pick a minister, which they all talk to, and they say, hey, uh, he can call them up and say, hey, everything okay there? Yeah, everything's okay. Hey, everything okay there? Oh, we had a little trouble, but we seem to overcome it. Okay, everything okay there? Oh, we're kind of a swamp. We had a fire burn down two houses, and we're really pinched to try to get these people back into good shelters. And they say, oh, I'll, I'll put the call out to the rest of the congregations. And suddenly they get people coming from several different other congregations who bring donations, bring some wood, bring some help, and they build back those houses again. They don't need insurance. They have each other, just like the Amish. Except you don't have to have those beards and wearing those funny clothes. You're not bound by a wardrobe. You're bound by love for one another. You can do that from a horse and buggy. You can do that from a Chevy. You see the point? You see what I'm talking about? That's the kingdom of God. It's not a walk-the-plank formula. And all these guys who are telling you all oh, this legal stuff and that legal stuff, we can show you all that. Go read Covenants of the Gods. You want to know legally how they bound you? Then go read Covenants of the Gods. If you still think you, you want constitutional rights and that the Constitution is protecting you, go read Contracts, Covenants, and Constitutions. If you still think that uh, the Bible is not about government, go read Higher Liberty. If you want to know how it worked in the past, go read Thy Kingdom Comes. They're all free. You don't have to pay me twenty nine ninety five a month to get access to the information on our website. You just have to actually access it. Go to it. You want to know exactly where the pages are? Join the network and ask the PCMs, the personal contact ministers that you pick. You pick them. You organize yourselves from the ground up. You're the government. And God in your heart is telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what was done before. You have to figure out how to do it. You can volunteer to be a contact. It only takes two people to pick you and you're one. And then we'll put you on the contact ministers group. And you guys can start working out and creating a network yourself. Those PCMs need to pick a PCM for each of them and make sure that they don't have one guy who's the the, the PCM for 20 PCMs, but one guy who's a PCM for 10 PCMs. They don't want to overburden. And they, they have to work this out with fear and trembling and kind of figure out how are we going to do this. And it's very flexible, just like a body, you know. After the car accident, I wasn't quite as flexible as I was a while ago, but I get, I'm getting pretty flexible now. Too much sitting in a car. Month and a half on the road, talked to hundreds and hundreds of people. People said, well, was it good? I don't know. It depends on what they do now. Because I ain't there. I told people, it's not what you do while I'm here. It's not what you hear when I speak. It's not what you realize while we're talking. It's what you do after I leave. Are you going to be looking out for others? I don't care how many. You don't have to have 10 to form that first congregation. You don't have to all be next door. But you have to start caring about others. Somebody asked me, what's the qualifications for being a personal contact minister? you got to do what you say and say what you do. And you have to care about people. That's the, that's what you need. So one guy says, I have a theological degree. I says, well, now you got me worried. Nobody's going to get into the kingdom of God because they've got the right theology. It's because they're doers of the word. And what was the word? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Tend to the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Be the government of God. You build it. You'll be there already. 
So it's really very simple. So one of some of the things that we're coming up with uh, in the network, seed sharing. Seeds are going to be one of the hardest things to find in the days ahead. I mean, absolutely one of the hardest things to find in the day is ahead. First time you start seeing food shortages, which are likely to happen. You know, I went through North Dakota. There wasn't any fields that were planted or even plowed. Nobody can get into the fields everywhere, all across the state. Same thing I saw down in Wisconsin. The fields were too wet, too wet, too wet. Very few people had anything done in the field. Just heard news reports. Now, when we were on this tour, get this, get this picture. Over 800 tornadoes hit down. Whirlwind tour. I wasn't making them. I knew they were coming. Why did I know they were coming? Because I looked for signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, the planets. Why did I look there? Because Jesus said to. And the sun is really active. Just on the news report today, we were seeing that, uh, okay, incoming. Uh, we had a C-class flare to C-1 uh, back on the 12th. And it seems to be coming in. Uh, we saw a couple little glitches, and now seeing a little bit of a spike in the uh, 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 estimated KP uh, reading. Uh, the Boulder reading shows a little bit. I should be coming in about right now. With a full halo um, CME, I don't know if it's going to hit a square on, but uh, it's only C1. If you look on the charts, uh, which we've shared with others, there's all the way up to C10. And then you get into what they call M-class flares. And then there's 10 ranges in that. I've seen like six M-class flares in a row. And that energy, I mean, it was the, the earthquake in Japan was caused by a CME. It was directly uh, connected to the Earth. Directly full halo CME uh, immediately affected the Earth when it went off. And then when it hit, it uh, really affected it and caused the earthquake. And it is connected directly to events on the sun. Somebody predicted and actually, uh, in the extended network, uh, put it up on YouTube the day before of expecting a giant earthquake in Japan. He actually thought the first one was it, but that was that was caused because of the location of the original coronal mass ejection CME. In case you haven't followed that, these this is what's affecting the planet. We're going into solar max. Okay, M-class, that's above C, okay? Above that, there's X-class. There's 10 categories under that, X1, X2, X3, X4. Then there's a category above that. They never used to have this category, but they had to add it because they've seen what we call mega flares. They don't even name the category. They say X-17. We had one in 2005. If it had been earthbound, like the one today, if it, we'd had an X-17 that was earthbound and hit this planet, you would lose power in your grid. Not for a day, not for a week, not for six months, but for a year or more. You would not get power back on. No water, no electricity, no refrigeration, no pumping of gas, no cars on the road, no plants operating. No businesses operating, no cash registers clicking, no credit cards, no debit cards, no banking, no phones, no cell phones, no Internet for six months to two years. Are you ready? It's not if this ever happens, it's when it happens. If the one that hit in 1859 hit again, you would lose power all over this country. And it would be followed by storms greater than what you're seeing. These storms are caused and created because the weather pattern is being pumped up by the CMEs, by the coronal holes, by the fissures on the sun. They're affecting our weather. They're affecting the electrostatic pulse of the earth uh, we've got the magnetic north moving at 60 kilometers uh, a year we've got uh, it wobbling uh, huge swings of the magnetic north they've had to repaint lines on airports shut them down repaint lines because it's changing the human resonance is changing speed of light is changing all these reports are coming down. These are not, uh, you know, some conspiracy. These are realities. 
what are you doing to prepare? It isn't carbon emissions. It, they're just covering. They're covering. They know what's going to happen. These guys are preparing. The high up guys in government are preparing. They're just keeping you distracted because they're not preparing for you. God wants you to prepare for yourself, not just save yourself, but to save your brothers that you love as much as you love yourself. In order to do that, you need to form networks. Those that have amongst you need to share with those that don't have. We need to work together to form the communities, to form the network that is going to be necessary. We've got our wheat planted already for the, uh, those that are a part of our network here in Oregon. I don't know if there will be enough for all of them in that one planting, but we have contact with guys who have delivered whole semi-loads of wheat to groups all over Oregon and can bring in more, except for when we went to buy our seed, Monsanto had bought up all the rest of it. Why does Monsanto want that seed? Because then you have to buy their seed if you can't get the, the good seed that we use. But we can get good seed for next year because we've got that. But we need more fields to plant it in. We need more greenhouses. We There's a fellow in Milwaukee on three acres of ground. He produces a million pounds of food. Three acres of ground. Intensive farming. Intensive agriculture. We can do that. We can do that all over here in, uh, in Oregon and Northern Oregon and North Dakota. We need to start doing that, be a part of CSAs, community-supported agriculture, church-supported agriculture, because we need to feed our sheep. You want to come out of the system, you want to get rid of your cards and your ID and all that kind of stuff, have at it. Where are you going to buy your groceries when they won't let you in Safeway without a ration card. Where are you going to buy your gas when you can't get any gas from their gas stations without a ration card? You think it's not going to go to that? Let's not be naive. There has never been a time in American history other than the first few years of uh, the pilgrims that we have had so little food stored on the farms than we do now. We used to have six years. We don't have that anymore. Grain buyers aren't hundreds. There are a few. What do they do with the grain? As soon as they get it, they sell it. They sell it abroad. Crops are failing all over America. They're not getting in on time down in the Mississippi Valley. They're being flooded. There's millions and millions of dollars worth of wheat that are underwater. The rice crops are being ruined. Now, there are a lot of places that will produce. Will it be enough? I don't know. But I can tell you this, when the seed buyers and the grain buyers buy it, they'll sell it abroad because there's droughts in Texas. There are floods in Mississippi Valley, but there's droughts in Texas and Arizona and other places. And the same kind of droughts are taking place in the southern hemisphere, which is growing the grain that you would be eating. We are going to have shortages. Last year, Soviet Union shut their doors, and it caused riots in Egypt because the price of food went up. The dollar's going down. The price of food's going up. What are you going to do? We talked on the tour. We showed how in Rome, who took all the silver out of their coin, the same as you have foolishly done, in violation of the biblical principles of just weights and measures, and a modius of wheat, a sack of wheat, 30 pounds of wheat went from 6 denarii to 120,000 denarii because there was no more silver in the denarii. You think that's not going to happen in America? Guess again. And long before a loaf of bread is $100, you're going to be going hungry. America's going to start thinning out. It's overweight. Well, we're going to solve that problem. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people suffering. Do you care about your neighbor as much as you care about yourself? Now, there's a lot of foolish virgins out there who think, oh, I've got enough oil, I can make it, I know I'm pretty strong, I'm pretty healthy, I got this, I got this land, I got this, uh, these animals, I got these friends, I can make it. They're not thinking kingdom, though. You know what Jesus says to do with those people? Slam the door in their face. 
That's what he says. Don't open it up. And they come back and knocking, and they say, oh, well, we thought we could make it with what we had, and we can't make it with what we have, and we need your help now. When they had an opportunity to work together and they didn't, what are we supposed to do? Let them knock. This network is grassroots. You're the grass. you got to make it happen. Not just join yourself, but when you join, all those out there who are already joined, you have to care about others who will hear this message and come. This is going to operate by love for one another, not by fear. Those of you who are coming to this out of fear, you better change your tune because you're not going to be harmonizing. There are many layers to this, many levels to this. People read all the books that we have out, and we don't even have them all out yet. I need to find the time. If you want to support this ministry, you can go ahead and support it because uh, I, I have to go out and earn a living in order to keep everything running here, and that keeps me from finishing these other books. Altars of Blood and Pilgrims and Strangers. And both of those books will help you understand how the kingdom of God works. Now, if you don't care if they're written, fine, don't support us. If you don't think we're doing any good, don't support us. If you do, you can support us. We used to not ask for donations. We're still not asking. Do what God is putting on your heart. But the reality is we've got something to offer now. We've got the way. And we're going to give it all we have. But it won't do you any good unless you become a partaker of responsibilities of spreading the way. So when you form your congregations, think about finding all those others. We need to get on more radio stations. I'll be on, uh, 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 what is it, RBN? <laughs> on the Paz Derrick Show uh, today. Uh, and we'll talk about this show. And... Uh, We'll get on as many radio stations, and we'll try to get more and more people to listen to this. And uh, if we can uh, move over to where we get DSL to put the radio station in, we'll uh, try to get this a talk radio so that we can answer your questions and make this even a more exciting broadcast. But we're back from the tour. All those people out on the tour need to start coming together. And we'll see you when we see you. I don't know if they'll have a talk show today, but I won't be on it because I'll be on another radio station promoting Keys of the Kingdom. God bless. And may peace be upon your house. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.